Hey, did you guys watch the? Uh, did you guys watch the last episode of Game of Thrones? Aren't we supposed to say hello first? Hey everyone, welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. I'm Rob Fiorandino, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Carney and Dave. Hello, Dave. Good evening. Hello, Carney. Uh, is that my cue? Okay, hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> and action. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys watch Game of Thrones? Do you guys do you guys watch Game of Thrones? After the fact, once I've got read all the spoilers and decided whether I want to watch a given episode, yes. <laughs> really, that is an interesting method. So, so have you? How many episodes uh, have you watched so far? Uh, most of them. Okay, so you just so let me get this straight. So your method is go to Wikipedia or whatever, read the summary, and then decide if you're going to watch that episode. And if you don't watch it, then you just go till next week. But pretty you much, have yeah. the, you have the plot summary in your head then, huh? Yeah, pretty much. That, how did how did you develop this method of watching television? Um, it's called being very very anxiety prone and it's an effective way of not having to deal you know if something's going to induce anxiety it's like okay well okay. i'm not going to do it <laughs> well that's cool no i'm not i'm not i'm not judging at all it's very interesting i just in fact there was a couple episodes this season that i wish i would have skipped <laughs> well exactly but, yes <laughs> did you did you watch but so are you are you caught up to up to the end of the the story now? I mean, did you watch the last episode or did you read about the last episode? Yeah, I, I think I am. And I'm not actually surprised, but then I've been reading George R. R. Martin since back in the 70s. <laughs> right, right, right. You yeah, know. when he started. Yeah. <laughs> when he started this series a thousand uh, years ago. <laughs> no, even before then. And he's been killing <laughs> off characters and, and yeah. tr- you know, a lot of, uh, okay, the, he did this um, sci-fi series thing called aces or wild cards rather where you know there was this virus that caused superpowers to appear and the people with good superpowers were aces and the the people with bad superpowers or jokers you know blah Mm -hmm. blah blah and you know it was a thing for a while and then it just kind of got more convoluted and then it just kind of petered off and died, you know, a whimpering death off in the woods someplace. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure was it this, ever actually ended. <laughs> was this a book series or? Yes, or? yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, well, two things on that. Well, on this. One, I haven't uh, watched any of the last two seasons of uh, Game of Thrones because my wife wants to sit down and enjoy it smoothly. And, uh, mm-hmm. oh, it also requires HBO, which we don't have. Just true. Um and the other thing is, uh, what's a bad superpower? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some, what some of the canonical examples, but you know, something along right, well, the lines. Name some, of, let's name some superpowers, and you can tell us: is flying is that good or bad? In and of itself, I would say neutral. Okay. Oh, so it, so it's it's the motivation behind the uh, no 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 person, then? say you touch somebody and you heal them, that's a good superpower. Mm-hmm. Say you touch somebody and they they get cancer, that's probably a bad superpower. Now you can okay. use a good superpower as a weapon or a bad superpower as a weapon, but you know if if you you're or think of Rogue from X Men, you know you can't touch anybody. That that's that's 
that's starting to verge into bad superpower. It may have good sides mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so that's that's the metric. I mean, you got to remember, it's been forty odd years since I read these books. So <laughs> that's all right. We no, you know, we, we're we're who cares? <laughs> Obviously, Davery wouldn't ask. <laughs> well, man, I mean, I mean, yeah, but we can kind of embellish a bit if we want to here. I'll cut that out because no one should ever know that. What that you're embellishing? What would you? What would you? What would you call? What Dave? What would you say a good superpower would be for you? Well, I, I'm still struck by the you know t- talking about it, superpower is good or bad, and then you know Carney gave some examples of them that kind of it's just not something I've thought about before. So yeah, if I touch somebody and they die, that's uh, a bad superpower unless you know you use it to assassinate bad people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, See, this is according to George R. R. Martin, though, not according yeah. to to you, to me, right? But I think it's a part of it is also how much control you have over it. At least from what I'm remembering about the books, you know, if you if you have a, this death touch that you can turn on and off, you know, it's it's not your life isn't filled with suck. If you know anything you touch, you know, dies. And you can't turn it off. Well, that that kind of that would kind of suck, you know. No house plants or goldfish for you. <laughs> <laughs> would make life it would make life on the farm a little difficult. So, so your so your wife Dave is is uh, waiting until there's you've got like a, a nice uh, week of vacation that you can kind of just plow through all fourteen episodes in the last couple seasons. Is that the idea? Well, we were going to actually uh, fire up HBO subscription during our last vacation, but then we had so many things to do, and had we we just didn't get around to it. Yeah. And uh, now, have you heard any of the uh, any of the reaction to the last uh, season? Or are you trying to stay completely spoiler free? Well, I think those are kind of two different things, or at least they can be, right? I mean, I've heard lots of reaction about how the, there are a whole bunch of fans who wanted to, you know, just erase everything that just happened season right let's, season last let's, whatever let's it is. write a new let's write and, a new right, season and write a new one and force hbo to make it for us <laughs> right and yeah, the, well. the thing that kills me is that it was just a hundred percent predictable anything that had george r, r. martin involved in right. it was going to disappoint everybody i mean it, it, downer endings are his thing <laughs> yeah well that's I got the impression that it, the disappointment had almost nothing to do with him and everything to do with the way it was done. That is pretty much true from what I mean. I'm trying not to spoil it for you, but um, yeah, I think a lot of people were. Well, I think there were a fair amount of people who didn't like the ending, but I think the vast majority of criticism that I saw was the fact that the basically the show went really fast in the last couple seasons compared to the first five yeah, seasons exactly uh, and okay. and didn't pacing and difference ex- big very big pacing difference and and you know it's it's understandable it's like oh here we have these you know these five books or whatever that are that are super detailed and you know thoughtful and we're going to go really slow and it's going to take us six episodes to go from king's landing to to up to the to the wall or whatever and and then you get the last couple seasons that things are happening very quickly and characters are not you know the the depth that the the character motivation went into in that first five seasons or six seasons 
is is very different. So I mean, I think that's the, and I agree a little bit with some of that stuff. I mean, some of the stuff too. It's like whatever. I actually I actually enjoyed it just the way it was. There, I have little quibbles, but come on, got yeah. anything when you have seventy hours of programming, you're going to have some quibbles with yeah. it. See, the the thing about the the pacing, I don't know because again, I consider that typical of George R. R. Martin. I mean, the character development has happened. Now you have developed characters, you throw them into the fray, right? You know, and, but the, yeah, it's. I think I think it. I think it's some characters took took turns that maybe weren't as well explained as they would have been if they had more time. And so it was it was characters started doing things that some members of the audience thought were unexpected and not earned. So, well, wasn't the time constraint artificial? And I mean, maybe this is a rumor, but I, I heard that the people doing this first, the translation and then the actual, OK, we're going to be the, the, the guys doing yeah. the last two season. They Benny, were Benny, they, Benny off and Weiss. Are the they were they were. Uh, what I, the rumor I heard was they were, they were offered to yeah we'll we'll string this out for as long as you want and they're like no we can take care of this in weeks yeah I doubt it was a conversation that short <laughs> I imagine that it took a long time and and they had to make this decision four years ago and I think they I think at the time they figured yeah we can do it in thirteen episodes which I think the last season was seven and the season was six. And then I think they once they actually started writing it, they realized, oh, oh my god! Yeah. But I, yeah, know I think George R. R. Martin was involved in all of this, so he he's the one. So he, from what I understand, he basically gave them the plot summary to the end of the books and said, "Here you go, guys. Take this. Write your show from that." But I mean, that's very different than than. I mean, t- t- working from an outline is very different than working from a complete book. Yeah. You know, and, and they're very different skills. And so, you know, the TV writers had to basically do all the work that George R. R. Martin had already done. And then, you know, guess what? They're not quite as good as him. <laughs> so I don't know. It, well, it, no, you, you mentioned the two people's names, and apparently they're about to do some other big, is it Star Wars? I believe they're stuff? doing, yes, they're, they have been hired by the Walt Disney Company to do three episodes of Star Wars movies. So they're going to do the next Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, so the, again, I, I this is not even really got related, and, and I just heard this rumorly that everybody everybody was thinking, oh my gosh, this you know this this what this means is that those Star Wars episodes are going to be awful. No, that, well, yeah, that's ridiculous, of course. <laughs> so, but it's yeah. you know it's well, actually, I mean, the Star Wars movies you're going to have you're not going to have you know seventy hours, you're going to have you know six hours of movies. So it's a very different, you know, it's very different storytelling. Yeah. No, there was just a whole lot of uh, sadness. I, all I heard was sadness. I didn't hear anybody say yeah. good things. But um, I think you're. I think that with the way you're planning on watching it, kind of all at once, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it because, I mean, the the way it was happening before, I had somebody who had read the books and listened to the audio tapes, and she was sitting there telling me. All sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So the slow pacing got filled with footnotes, com- <laughs> com- commentary. Sure, um, she doesn't know anything about this, and so I think the pacing will feel about the same to me. So <laughs> there you go. 
Well, the last two seasons, a hell of a lot more stuff happens. So you've got so you know if you were thought it was if you thought the first six seasons were slow, I think you will not think that about the last two seasons. Uh, yeah. I only think that um, I, I only see it at a, as a legitimate thing. I, I, it was kind of slow moving because people mentioned it when they saw the last two seasons. I I didn't think it was. Oh my gosh, it's is slow beforehand. So right, yeah, yeah. What what's what's new in what's new in space, Carney? <laughs> What's the with space? Uh, well, f- first of all, Monday a, a Falcon Heavy is going to launch in a night launch, which should be spectacular. I'm sorry I can't go Ooh, see it. That sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know that's pretty much all I have to say on the launch stuff. But uh, the Osiris Rex mission to Bennu has been sending back information. And there's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, Bennu isn't very big. It's ast- one of the asteroid missions that's out there. But um, the NASA probe has gotten down to, well, I can't remember. I want to say 400 me- an orbit 400 meters above the surface or whatever. And has gotten picture resolutions down to one centimeter, I believe it is. Wow. Yeah, it's it's... They've got a lot of detailed information about this now. And they're going to continue this process where they're trying to pick out where to try to make a um, sample return mission. The thing that is making it difficult is that Bennu isn't quite like they were expecting. It's got lots and lots of big rocks and boulders on the surface. They thought it would just be, you know, like loose material with small rocks and stuff. So they're trying to find a spot where the Osiris Rex can land and get its sample, you know, for the sample return. Hmm. If you go to Wikipedia and look up BNNU, which is the name of the asteroid, then there's a lot of information there about it and a lot of pictures. B-E-N-N-U. Yes. Nice. So, I mean, it's a, it's a very small, it's a very small, um, Object. I'm trying to find where where the characteristics. Hang on, physical characteristics. Yeah, blah blah. It's there's some yeah. Bad. There's some great pictures. Yeah, here we go. It's it's less than 500 meters in diameter. So you know you're, mm-hmm. you're talking about something that's not it's almost very as big. tall. It's a little bit taller than the Empire State Building, apparently. Yeah. According yeah. to a graphic that I'm looking at here on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> yes, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's exciting. And for instance, the, I, and this I didn't realize, but there's a huge boulder that shows on the southern hemisphere of Bennu, and mm-hmm. that boulder oh, is yeah, only about ten. That, to, yeah. It's only about ten to twenty meters. It's, it's you know thirty to sixty feet in diameter. So oh, okay. You know, so this is just a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. But they're getting a lot of really good data out of it, and they're finding there's quite a bit of water on it too. So you know, it's just it's it's interesting science if you're interested in space. Now, are they are they still? Uh, so I remember. I'm just thinking back to all the science fiction that I've read over time, and and how 
everyone was always fantasizing about how the asteroids would be great for mining and there'd be all this mining on the asteroids. Is that really a thing? I mean, is that actually something that could come to pass? Yes, but <laughs> is that you're, you're talking about, you know, the people who are talking about mining asteroids are about the equivalent of somebody who's visualizing a open pit copper mine in New Mexico around the time of Columbus. <laughs> You know, okay. You know, first, first we got to get across the ocean. Then right, right. we got to get across two thousand miles of continent. Then we've got to figure out how to draw, dig this big old honk kind of hole in the ground. Yeah. And then yeah. we got to haul all the ore someplace where we can smelt it. And then we'll be rich, 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 rich. <laughs> right. Is that yeah. the, the simple answer? Is depends on what you mean by mining. Is some like Bennu, for instance. You could probably mine for water. It's mostly, you know, yeah. within a reasonable margins. It's mostly someone who is living. Someone who is living on the moon could mine it for water because no one else would care. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. But you know, presumably at some point when we're in space, it's going to be cheaper to do. There's there's yes, tons sure, of sure. water on Bennu, and it's small enough that it could be moved to a, a location where you've got a factory to process it. But sure, it's mostly like Mars. <laughs> or the moon. I was thinking, but or the moon, sure. But it's mostly silicon dioxide, you know, sand with a little bit of water and other stuff. Now, some of the asteroids out there have got incredible amounts of metals, including much richer in gold and platinum than anything you're going to find on Earth. But, you know, Ooh. it's a question of getting to it. And once yeah. we get to it, you're going to find that the the platinum isn't worth quite that much anymore when you've got a million tons of it on hand. <laughs> I was just thinking of that. It's like, oh, that is definitely going to you got to bring all that. I was thinking gold, but if you bring all that gold here to Earth, it's all of a sudden it's like, well, the price of gold is going to go way down. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it's it it makes sense for when you've got enough of a presence that you need the materials. But nobody's going to be getting rich, you know, sending automated mining probes out to Vesta. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, not the, the, yet, anyway. Yeah, the big limitation is energy. You need energy to do this stuff. We can get there, but then how, you know, right? a, a solar sail that generates five kilowatts is not going to smelt much ore. <laughs> no, and I, I would imagine, actually, probably... For a while, the water is probably more valuable, especially yeah. if you've got colonists on Mars or something. You know, you send out a couple ships to some well, Mars, I Mars ice asteroids or something. And Mars, well, Mars has water. plenty. Of, Mars yeah. needs Mars needs atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, Mars needs a lot of things. But from a from a pure finding it point of view, is there's plenty mm -hmm. of water on Mars. I mean, you know, it's it's a dry desert, but there's still a lot of water compared. To, it's not that. If you're already on Mars, it's easier to go to the South Pole with a shovel than okay, it is sure. to go hunting in the <laughs> asteroid belt. The moon is where you need the water. Also, right. nitrogen. The, 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 of the three organic chemicals, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen, the moon has got a shit ton of oxygen. It's, it's like 40% oxygen really? by weight. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, the whole moon is like titanium oxide and silicon oxide and oh, aluminum okay. oxides and... You know, it's not free oxygen, but it, yeah. It, right, right. But yeah, the, the moon has got incredible amounts of oxygen. But it has almost no carbon, hydrogen, or nitrogen. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Cause it's, and it doesn't have any, and there's no gas there because the gravity isn't, is that right? There's, there's no gravity, basically. Well. There's not enough gravity to keep an atmosphere. Yes. It's, the moon's actually got a pretty high gravity for an object its size. It's, I think it's 
I, I can't remember where it ranks, but it's it's pretty far up there. But it's it's too small and too light gravity to hold an atmosphere, and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's a pretty in, yeah. inhospitable place. Right. <laughs> what's what's so funny, Dave? Oh, that just a very the, accurate uh, <laughs> description of a place with no air and no water <laughs> for, for for a human. I mean, so, so you're saying it's a, a pretty inhospitable place is a little bit of an understatement, is what you're saying? <laughs> it's uh, might be a little bit of an understatement. <laughs> so it's not quite as bad as Texas, but almost is what you're saying. I imagine your survival chances are about the same if you get stranded in either place. <laughs> Just it depends on what part of San Antonio you're talking about. But actually, you know, space is pretty inhospitable to inanimate stuff, too. What do you uh, mean? That's, well, for instance, bearings will seize up. Rubber will will just disintegrate. Um, silicon. Really? Sil- yeah, I mean, a big part of the whole why you have to be so cautious about the Apollo missions is that you get out in space and stuff just, you know, vac- metals will vacuum weld. All mm-hmm. kinds of things will happen. And the, the heat differentials. It's, it's, it's Space isn't isn't a nice place to vacation. <laughs> it isn't? No, oh, no. I, I was Richard Branson money to the for, contrary. I was just going to say, I was saving up all my money for, for, Virgin, for Virgin Intergalactic or whatever the hell Save it a little longer and for 30000 a night you can stay at the space station. Oh, 30000 a night? Mm. Yes, that's actually, that's actually approximately correct. $30,000 per night and you can stay in the space station. Yes. Wow, that's actually achievable for some people. Yeah, but that but transport isn't included. Oh, <laughs> I see. Well then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> small details. <laughs> yeah, you know you can you can get Elon Musk to launch you up there, and then for an additional thirty thousand, you can actually have a place to sleep. <laughs> oh, I see. Do I have to buy? It? And, but you get a free Tesla with it, right? That's, that seems like false advertising there. I Just, think so too, man. That sucks. <laughs> They hook you with this easy $30,000 a day stuff. <laughs> it's just it's a nice hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's my dream vacation. I I would truly love to be up on the space station for a couple of days. I think that would be fantastic. I would agree with that if I had some guarantee that I wasn't one of the, you know, 10% or so of people who get desperately space sick. Yeah. Space sick and my uh, I would I think it'd be good for my arthritis. My knees are killing me constantly, but I think it'd be think that might be nice. Yeah, it wouldn't a little, a take a load off. Gravity. <laughs> take a damn right. Take a load off for crying out loud. <laughs> Just fill your basement with water and stay oh, down there. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Do they make a home basement? conversion to pool kits you can get at home depot <laughs> i think it's free if you live in nebraska this year oh that's yes oh yeah, the flooding. yeah, yeah, yeah. is your uh, is your new property dave in kansas is that uh, in the floodplain well uh, many acres of it yes but the place where we plan to put a house i mean we've had uh practically noah almost visited the last two years in may and uh 
the water hasn't come anywhere close to where we're going to build. Oh, good. So you're not so you're not concerned, is what you're saying. Well, I'm really glad that we've had two Mays that were just insane mm-hmm. uh, to see the results. And I you know I'm, there's, I am worried about many other things than that. Yeah. Dave's going to be one of those people you see on CNN, you know, when they've got the helicopter flying over and there's this little <laughs> island surrounded by water. You know, there's going to be a cow up on the roof. Yeah. Cow up on the roof, and he's he's on top of the garage with a shotgun in his hand. <laughs> now this this place is actually very similar to where I'm at. Um, you know, until and, and Noah visits, I mean, we are at the top of the hill. It's just not going to be a thing. Wait a minute, you're, you're saying that the middle of nowhere, Kansas, is the same as the middle of Dallas? <laughs> oh, I'm not in the middle of Dallas. I'm in oh. the elevated part of dallas north. oh i see for also from an elevation point of standpoint well yeah i'm, I'm kind of okay. on a hill uh, a few less people though i think called a windmill hill where i'm at here in dfw and windmill hill nice yeah so do you have a pinwheel up on top of your roof to to measure the the airspeed no mm, no I, I leave that to the windmills <laughs> okay Huh. No, but the kind of property we were wanting included a flowing river, but we also didn't want to have to pay flood insurance. So it has mm-hmm. to be something that's pretty, I mean, just the, the hike from the water up to our house area is, is, is relatively lengthy and pretty steep. So, now, Is that the Missouri River that you're close to? Is that correct? Oh. I mean, by close, I mean within... 60 miles. Oh, no, you're closer than that. Yeah, I don't know if we're 60 miles. Uh, that's not a river that is, is... That's not the river you're talking about. No, no, it's... <laughs> you're talking not, about a little creek. Yeah, we're, 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 it's called Granny Branch. <laughs> Granny Branch, nice. <laughs> and I want to know how that, how that got the name Granny Branch. Oh, we got one Did here they? in Roswell that's called Faux Killer Creek. What is it? Foe, F-O-E, Killer Creek. <laughs> I've, I, I've tried nice. to find out where that comes from, and I've had no luck, but I'm That's desperately dynamite. curious. Well, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think of, like, Granny Creek. Or it's probably like, all right, everybody gets, an, everybody gets one creek. All right, this is Betsy's Creek. This is Dad's Creek. This is Mama's Creek. And then we got Granny's Creek. You know, it's like something like that, I'm sure. I don't have the slightest some, idea. Some settlers without a lot of imagination yeah, for we, names. <laughs> you know, it, it it only flows one direction except in flooding. I mean, it, literally, we we can look at the source of it. It's a giant twelve by twelve hole in a lake. Oh, um, the water that falls through that hole is starts the Granny Creek, and then that flows into uh, I think it's called Bull Creek, about a mile away. Well, don't give away too much information so that people can track you down with us. You know. <laughs> Maintain good OPSAC here. <laughs> if, if they can track this down with that information, <laughs> they're, they're going to first, they're going to have to pick between at least three different people. That's right. <laughs> well, we'll nuke them from orbit and get them all. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Well, one of 
the things we have on our our list to talk about it was a a motion picture called Avengers Endgame. But Carney, you haven't seen this yet, is that correct? Yeah, I the stuff that's been going on, it's just we haven't been able to shake free. Understand understandable. Isn't that a post Infinian Wars <laughs> movie? Yes, you said that perfectly. Yeah, the post Infinian Wars. I think yes. Finian. Some late. people call it the Infinity War, but you know, whatever. I, I wanted to accurately de- depict my level of seeing it. <laughs> you, you did. We we got a, a crystal clear picture of that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I almost rented that a couple days ago, but uh, is that Endgame available for renting? Or not Endgame. Oh, Infinity He's War. Yeah, I, I assumed that it was. I mean, I heard several people say that there was a reason to see them in order. Yeah, no, I, all twenty-two of them, in fact. Now, have you seen? Uh, have you seen? Have you seen any of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, Dave? Oh, I've seen some movies that seem to be based in comics. I I don't know which ones are which, and they're like two different universes. And I, mm. he's a heretic. Well, we, we have found we an have, actual we have, heretic. We have. We must burn him at the stake. <laughs> well, we have the DC universe, which of course stands for Detective Comics. The Batman, your Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, that kind of ilk. And then we have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is your, your Iron Man, X-Men. your Avengers, X Men. Fantastic Four. No, 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 no. Don't mention them. Don't mention them. Oh, sorry. And don't sorry, bring up sorry. Green Lantern either. <laughs> <laughs> You're Spider-Man. Which one's the Tick in? Ah, uh, the Tick is his own universe. Yes. In many <laughs> ways. <laughs> yes, indeed. Both in and out of character. <laughs> right. Is there a Chigger? <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> there should be. There's definitely this should be his sidekick, the tick and the chigger. Because <laughs> that's okay. mostly what we watch for when we're in Kansas. So, well, now that you mentioned the tick, which is on Amazon, that reminds me that Carney has been hot and bothered for Good Omens. Yeah. Have you had a chance to watch that yet? Uh, that's come under the same heading as oh, Endgame. Dear. It's like I just that haven't was, had time. That was I watched all six episodes the day. Well, I think within three days of it coming out, I'd watched all six episodes. That was delightful. Don't tell me, That's it's when delightful. I don't want to spoil. Yeah. I will not spoil it, but I will say it is good. And that's all yeah. I'll say. I will say that if you wait a little bit longer, it won't hurt you. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> it might. It might. I've, well, pain. I've, I've, I've <laughs> seen. I've seen the first two episodes, and I know oh. that they can wait. They can wait, yes. They it get it definitely picks up it picks up steam as it goes along. Yeah, but I've read the book multiple times. Is the thing. Oh well, all right then. We're not going to spoil it for you then. We might spoil the last four episodes for Dave, but we won't do that either. Yeah. No, I think they were they were great, and Neil apparently Neil Gaiman was like heavily involved. I think he actually wrote all the episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that apparently he he. The reason he got involved in it was Terry Pratchett, just before he died, said, you've got to make this into a film. Nice. Yeah, you know. And well, that's your deathbed wish. Your deathbed command. Well, you know. <laughs> I saw I saw his wife the other day, you know. Terry Pratchett? No. Uh, uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman's wife. Okay. Who's Amanda fucking Palmer. 
who was a is a rock star and she was in the Twin Cities and she was signing autographs at, at a local record store. Hold it, is she simply irresistible? I think that's a different singer. <laughs> I think that's is that uh, David Bowie? Uh let's see. Let's Maybe see. Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, man. That's there's an A's flashback. But yeah, apparently he lives uh he lives in uh in just over the border in Wisconsin, so very very close to Minneapolis. Yeah, and they let him in Minneapolis. Well, I think he sneaks in from time to time because he is a British citizen. We're not, you know, we're we're not we're not authorized to just let anybody in. But he's married to an American, so you know, who knows? Mm, complicated. Besides, it's okay if you sneak in on the northern border. It's the southern border. You're not allowed to sneak home. That's right. I'm glad you got that straight. <laughs> All right. Well, gosh, guys, this has been a great conversation. Thank you very much. Uh, if you guys want to contact us, you know, send us a tweet or whatever you do on Twitter at uh, at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter, or, or send us an email, dedicatednerds at gmail dot com. Visit us at dedicatednerds.net dot net, and uh, you know, tell your mom to subscribe to the podcast. She'll really enjoy it. <laughs> Good night, Dave. Good night, guys. Good night, Carney. And good night. We'll see you next time.